everyone, and welcome to another Thrillers Global episode. This is Dionysis coming to you very sadly solo again today from Greece. And today I just wanted to hop on and talk about mostly the chaos that was uh, the Kifisia game. And I wanted to take a chance for the first time on this show and talk about the basketball and how everything's been going because I've been seeing a lot lately and I wanted to just properly give my opinion on some things uh, before I start saying anything. Do let me know if my audio is okay, whoever is on and can comment, it will be very helpful. And follow this. We we're on Twitter, we are on Instagram, we are on TikTok now, which I keep forgetting. We are on Spotify and of course we are here on YouTube. I'm pretty sure this is being streamed on Twitter as well. So yeah. Follow us everywhere at Thrillers Global. And yeah, that's that's about it for a for a start. I really hope my audio is is fine. So so so. Uh, I'll start with a very very chaotic game against Kisisia. I think, like, even the most pessimistic of fans, okay, the camera is fine, even the most pessimistic of fans expected a way more straightforward game than, than this one. So, yeah, for whoever didn't somehow see what happened, the game ended 2 3 with. Uh, to how do I say this? Uh, I want to try and say this without getting a spot <laughs> with two illogically uh, cancelled goals. I'll go over the lineup to start things. So we had. Zolakis in gold, which was a very pleasant surprise, at least for me and the people who have been advocating for uh, him to play. Which hopefully is a sign that he'll get more game time when things will eventually lead towards his renewal. Uh, on the left, we had Kidney. Uh, Rachel, which will definitely go into more. Uh, Biancon, Rodine was down the right. Uh, the duo of Matica, Marain, Joao, Carvalho were the center mid. Then we had Masuras, Fortunis, and Podense. And of course, up top was Fran Navarro. Uh, I'll take it like I did last time and I'll go through each player and then I'll go through the 
the subs, which were also very, very pleasant to see. Uh, with Jonatis, you can't really uh, say much. Uh, he did concede the wonder strike for whoever uh, hasn't seen the Kifisya goal and whoever can find the the highlights I really suggested because all goals were very nice to to see from a neutral perspective. And the other goal he considered was a penalty, so can't really blame the kid. I'm just happy to see him playing again and I hope he does get a run of games in with teams like Kifisya. Now Kini Kini didn't Kini was very average. Better than expected. <laughs> but Kini was very average. Was okay defensively, pulled off most of his passes. He was good at crossing, I think, as far as I can see here. He had uh two out of two. So yeah, nothing good, nothing bad to say. Just plain old Kini. Now Getting into a, a major point of the, of the game immediately, which was Rechos' double yellow, which led to a suspension for Wednesday's game, which I won't really talk about today, but yeah, I'm sure that's what that's one we'll get into so in the next few days. No, I've seen very mixed opinions about the, the two yellows. And all I'll have to say is this, while I can't come up the gate and say that, yeah, uh, the second one was a yellow. Given that he was already on a very justified first yellow card, he can't just go out, elbows flying uh, to win a header. It's too big of a risk and we saw exactly where it led. Plus, we conceded immediately after I think we conceded from that uh, set piece, if I'm not completely mistaken. Uh, now, after that was Biancon, who did all he could, honestly. Uh, solid defensively, showed the aggression he usually does he was kind of mistake filled kind of not he needs to improve but i at least can see that he does have it in him but for me there is some improvement needed now Rodine, <laughs> i do not know what this man would do in a healthy Olympiacos. I'd like uh, imagine he, imagining him and Omar down the right in that 1920 team is insane to think about. He's been clearly one of our best players uh, this season, our best foreigner probably. And he just continues to be class. He did play um, 
comment here. Uh, that Rodinei was robbed of his goal. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know if that we even saw it together that it did hit off Masuras, which I will get into. But I don't know if that would have gone in. He'll find another goal. He's already scored one. He will for sure score another. He does deserve another. He went out in the in the 84th. He was, as always, amazing defensively. Near perfect in uh, passive. Uh, near perfect in dribbles as well, which is just classic Rodney. Now... Uh, the first man I will give my my flowers to <laughs> uh, is Joao Carvalho, who just suddenly from the the Panathinaikos game on Wednesday just suddenly became the player we <laughs> suddenly became the player we really saw in in preseason like a player. I'd say the player that <laughs> justified. Uh, yes, you had, you had indeed called it. Like even I stopped to believe in and I was very happy when we brought him in. I think it was three years ago now. Uh, he has, he's showing signs at least of the player that we did bring in, and he's showing that he does have a place in this squad. Uh, he was 92%, almost 100% perfect in passes. He did have a shot on target. He's, he's playing like a proper number eight, which I really didn't expect this season to bring, honestly. But I'll be more than happy to if he can keep a, at least a rotation play in this squad. Rotation place. Sorry. Now on to a player that I think in no universe will be with this team in the summer, and that is of course uh, Madi Kamara. I've been very clinical of him in the in the past few games, and I think I think everyone's been very clinical of him in the past few games. The only man that's still sort of defending him is CJ. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's clear that his mind is elsewhere. Like he's, I don't want to say he's a Mr. Muddy has been going through a rough time. I... <laughs> he shouldn't be here. Like I've said it before, I do not know if I've said it on the show. I have said that I would even sell him, even if it's for like scraps, like one million two. I would sell him now. Like there is interest. There is confirmed interest from Lyon. And there is also interest from Sevilla, if I'm not completely mistaken. So I just get him gone. And anyone who's unhappy here, I just get them gone. Uh, no. Physically, <laughs> I'd argue that he's even barely physically here, but mentally, he really isn't. He's 
mind is elsewhere and that's in my opinion at least that's killing the 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 locker room we are desperately trying to to build so him like scarpa like solvagen like whoever is unhappy just get them gone for a few money something is better than nothing uh moving on on to something very very positive and despite that being another man that his contract runs out i'd pay him whatever <laughs> and that is Georgos masuras the man who tried to do the impossible alone again like he tried to do with Ike. another handball that was even more ridiculous than the than the Ike one like in I I really would like to hear the ref reasoning for this one. I really would like to hear the ref's reasoning for this one. But yeah, he did score a massive contender for for goal of the season, which gave the aforementioned Carvalho an assist as well. Uh, yeah. That's what I was just getting into. That Masuras did score his banger as well. Uh, I don't know if it. I don't know if it's if it's been his best goal here. I wish I did know if it's been his best goal here. I can't recall. I'd say this and the Fener goal from a year or two ago were are very very close together. Uh, but yeah, man of the match clearly yesterday played almost a full 90 made. Yeah, it is up there. Thank you for all the comments again, low by the way. Uh, but yeah, it is up there. Nothing much to say really. Another pure man of the match performance. <laughs> and now on to the very close second for man of the match. A man that, along with Masuras and a guy that I will get into uh, a bit later, uh, is of course Costas Fortunis, who has been a clear MVP of the season this far. Uh, did everything he could again, played a full 90 again. And I am not aware if he had an assist. I need to check that. He was involved in Masuras' wonder strike, but I don't think he statistically got uh, anything. Yeah, no, he didn't. But aside that, as always, he was all over the field again. No mistake, really. Now, sadly, before I get into the positives again, have to go on to a man that has been quite disappointing at least in my eyes maybe I expected too much I don't know and that's Daniel Podenza or Podenza uh, played the half again and did nothing really while he made no mistakes he didn't really do uh, much I don't know. He, I know he can pick up form. I know he can find form again, but 
Maybe maybe something else needs to happen. Maybe he needs to start off the bench for a couple of games. Maybe he needs rest in games like Kifisia. Uh, maybe he did get subbed off to get some rest. Ah, no. God, I'm stupid. <laughs> he got subbed off for the red card. I just, yeah, I forgot it was him. But yeah, some rest could do him good. I expected for Potenza to score bangers all the time, so we're in the same boat. I didn't expect uh, Daniel to come back and suddenly become Leo Messi, because uh, I always said it and I always will, the man hadn't played the professional football game since last April when he came to us. Uh, I'll actually get into that in a bit if I think we'll buy him in the summer. But yeah, as I was saying, I never expected him to come back and do wonders, but it's clear that he needs to find his form. I know he was amazing in his first season with us, but I don't think anyone really expected to see the wonderful potential again because if Potency kept the form he had, he wouldn't be here. And to, to go to the question that I have on the screen, I don't think there is a chance he stays. Like, I don't know who will be our coach in the summer. I do not think it will be Carvalhal. Maybe I get proven wrong, but I do not think it will be Carvalhal. I don't think any coach will spend five and a half million on this potential, unless he just finds wonderful form again. We can only wait and see, but for now, I don't think there is a there is a chance he he stays. Which is the same, but yeah, there are many more priorities other than potential staying. And for me, uh, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. Why does my camera keep getting like that? I do not know. I apologize. Uh, is Fran Navarro. Fran Navarro. The man that everyone criticized uh, the team for alone again because he was a failed Porto project, quote-unquote. Uh, but he's already been showing his pure class, class that I was back a bit. I'm not going to act like I was very familiar with him. Uh, the man that would have been familiar with Navarro is Will, who will for sure talk about it when he is back on the show. Uh, but yeah, a man that has an incredible first touch scored a very composed penalty and honestly did all he was asked for for like 65 minutes that he did play it's, aside Rodin this is another man that I would be very intrigued to see how he would play in a, in a healthy Olympia costume uh, 
Now moving on to the subs really quick before I get into what happened and didn't happen uh, in the game. The first one was Ndoi, uh, who did replace Podense, but technically he replaced Retro after that red card. Uh, I really don't know uh, how to rate Ndoi from the game. He was decent, he really was. Uh, but didn't really have time to do much in the half, wasn't really needed. Like, after everything, I, I'm not aware. I don't remember whose handball caused the penalty, to be honest, but if I remember correctly, he didn't really do any major mistake. Now, on to the all-time savior of of this club, the man that scored a goal that got cancelled for a ridiculous offside that once again uh, the VAR lines were put on the wrong player, <laughs> which I didn't even realize at first. But then came back off of a perfect, perfect Celson Martins cross and uh and scored a wonderful header which is of course the man that does age like fine like Yusef El Arabe. I'm starting to lean towards the opinion that he's very very up there uh in the talk of the best rider that's been in this club. Maybe that is a recency bias. Uh, and maybe some people will crucify me, but he's definitely top three. Uh, maybe even top two, if he continues. <laughs> but yeah, scored the winner once again. Very sadly, will miss the games against Panathinaikos on Wednesday and Aris on Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, it will be very interesting to see who is going to be our guaranteed scorer? Because I don't know if Navarro is ready to play two back to back, <clears throat> two back to back 90 minutes. So we'll see. I just wish him a speedy recovery again, and just I don't know what we do without this man. I really don't. Ah, uh, my the savior. That man will be a player that divides this club's fan base for a while. For a while. Getting back to him for a second. Like I've I've been his one of his biggest critics over the years, like you know that more than anyone. Uh but like I heard recently the opinion that he wasn't critical enough this season. Like, what else is he supposed to do? Hi, Ari. Uh, thank you for joining, man. Much appreciated. Uh, and yeah, he's been, as I said, he's been one of our best 
players clearly this season. Uh, Ari, if you wanna join in, I don't know if I can drop you the link somehow from my phone, but if you wanna join in, I can try. Uh, then moving on to the man that put up that perfect cross for an Arabi, which is Jelson Martins. I was very impressed with him, to be honest, in my in my very humble opinion. Uh, he shown very good signs from the little time he he has played since he came in. Finally, looks like we we have a proper winger on our hands. Like, like it's been needed, feels like, for years now. Uh, yeah, man, we'll, we'll definitely talk about it. I wish you and your kids the best, as always. Uh, thank you for joining, either way. But yeah, as I was saying, it finally looks like we have a proper winger on our hands. And I hope, I hope we use him properly. And I would like to see him on the right more because if I'm not mistaken, he, he was down the left for most of the match. I am not really sure. But I would like to see him in his proper position more. Uh, after that, it's it's the man that I've defended the most uh, in this roster this year, and that's Sotiris Alexandropoulos, of course, the man that scored the banger against uh, Panathinaikos. Uh, Played 17 minutes, uh, replaced Maddy Camara, and did everything perfectly, really. He shows passion like, he shows more passion than most people that have been in this club for a while now. And I think it will be a horrible mistake if we don't buy this kid in the summer. And I would argue that I'd started starting him, at least. Put him in on Wednesday uh, over Camara and see that where, that will, where that will lead. And the last one that's barely played, uh, Sabegov. Fortunis for was Francesco Ortega, who I don't know if he was arrested for for Wednesday. He probably was, but yeah, not much to say about Ortega's 10 minutes of play. Uh, he should definitely start on Wednesday. Uh, given that that's about uh, Alexandropoulos, yeah, I couldn't agree more. May even score again, who knows. Uh, but yeah, going over whatever happened uh, on the game, Masura scored the massive contender for for goal of the season, <laughs> at least in my opinion. Uh, then Fran Navarro scored the, the penalty, Reggio scored the 
double yellow, which I said my opinion earlier about. Uh, then Ivan Milicevic, if I don't butcher that name, uh, pretty sure he is the left back of Kifishia, yes. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen two goals with that. I don't know if, if it's luck, uh, his goal or quality, but I don't think I've seen two such nice to look at goals in one Greek league game for a while. If ever, honestly. Uh, but yeah. After that, uh, we had the, the very, very funny cancellation of Masures' second goal for the handball, given that uh, I guess with in the ref size he should have cut his hand off. I, I really don't know what to say anymore. If anyone hasn't seen it, please do go see it. And then we had the Kifiskas penalty from Ozegovic. Not really much to say. In my opinion, it was a penalty. Very unlucky, to be totally honest. And then we had El Arabi's once again very funny goal cancellation for, for offside. I really don't see why VAR exists sometimes. I really don't see why VAR exists. But yeah, moving on before I get too much into talks I don't want to get into. And as I said before, the wonderful goal of Yusuf al Arabi. And then in the 90 plus 3, Kifishia got a red, which didn't lead to anything. Seeing Ninis subbed on it is still funny to me. It's, it's still very funny to me. But yeah, uh, just to finish off on the football segment of the show, I think Carvalhal deserves some uh, credit for today's game, like how he managed it. I'm very 50-50 on this course. Like, I do think it's a matter of time that uh, he has gone from the club. But once in a while, he deserves some credit. Also. I, I'll still give him time. I'll still give him time. Uh, but yeah, I don't think there is much to say about football will we'll talk about uh, Wednesday's game and definitely Sunday's game against uh, Aris very soon. But yeah, time to, for the first time in this show, move on to, to the basketball game, which we did... Uh, I think like half an hour before I before I started the show, we did end up beating Colossus 71 to 52 with an incredible Milutinov performance once again. Uh, with 18 points, 15 rebounds and one assist. 
uh, was followed by Alec Peters with 15 points, eight rebounds, and like two assists. Yes, which does give us a a massive boost of momentum after the loss. Going into a week with a Euroleague game against Maccabi, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, we do play Maccabi on the 18th of January, pretty sure that's a Thursday. And then we play Panathinaikos in the league. So given that it is a very tough week, uh, which I am hopeful about, to be totally honest, but we needed this. We needed this momentum. Uh, I really don't know where to start with with basketball. I really don't because There has been, of course, a massive difference since last season, and that is Asa Vezhenkov going to the NBA. It does feel like old news by now, which is insane, but we never replaced the man. I'll get into that immediately. Uh, There is a comment saying support coach B, and I'll get into that immediately i just wanted to to touch on of course the two main departures from the team which are sasa and slukas uh but yeah getting ig and uh sigma like there is a lot of sagas i can touch on with with the replacing sasa drama that happened throughout the summer and more, but uh, it's all news by now. No, no I know he to uh, all the hate to look Sigma. All the hate to look Sigma. <laughs> but no hate to you, of course. I I can say that he is picking up for and I do believe that he, that he will pick up more for I do believe that he will play a nice backup role too. A nice backup role to, to Alec. But yeah, going off of that. And into the comment. Uh, especially after the the Basconia loss, which I do myself admit that was a very bad showing. Like coming off of a game that we lost on our own. Uh, against Barcelona, a game that Barcelona was giving us, was handing us, and that we lost on our own. <laughs> Going in and getting thumped by Basconia really didn't help. And I saw people even calling for, uh, calling Barcelona as a fraud, calling for even the coach's head, which is like, come on. We all know that the summer was full of bad planning. Like, as much as I hate the guy, and I openly say that I hate the guy, we didn't plan well, neither for uh, Lucas's departure to Panathinaikos, nor uh, Sasa's departure to 
of the sacramental. And of course, that was going to cost us. Like, you can't expect teams that you can't expect a team that's been to the finals twice in two years, losing it twice in the final play, especially last year's final, which still hurts my heart to mention. Uh, you can't expect that team to be top, 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 like constantly top. It's impossible. Like people are gonna burn out. Like uh, we are finding our form again. When do I believe we will find our form? Like before the Barcelona game, we had. Uh, I'm actually curious. Uh, before the Barcelona game, we won one, two, three, four, five. Uh, six, seven. We won seven games on the bounce. Like, I know we've made some stupid losses, to be totally honest. But we are holding our own. We are aiming for, uh, we are aiming for playoffs again. And currently, we're seventh. If things stayed like they did now, I know they won't because the, the standings will shift given the two games, both games against every team will be played. But if things stay like they uh, are now, we would be playing Basconia in the plays, which is doable. <laughs> like I know, it, I know, I just said that we got thumped, but. <laughs> You can't write this team out. I still believe you can't write this team out. I've seen that uh, the top six is out of the picture. I do not believe that the top six is out of the picture. Because if we do beat Maccabi, we do catch that Maccabi are right above with, uh, with a 12-9 record. If we do beat Maccabi, we do catch them. Uh, like, I know it's going to be very hard. Maccabi are in form. But nothing is impossible. Like, even even Fener, who under Saras have been incredible. I, I can't say much. Like, even Fener are able to be caught. Like, Pana, I have to give props to them. Like, Pana have been very good, but no one's unbeatable. Like, we even took the surprise of the season, uh, Bologna, to two points well, when we lost to them. Like, even Barcelona, like, if we didn't make the stupid decisions we did, we would have beaten them. The only team that seems unbeatable now is one of the teams that gave us the best Euroleague game in history, of course. If you didn't watch that game, uh, I think it was four uh, overtimes Real against FS. Do go watch that. Like I, I recommend it massively. Uh, but yeah, I, 
Like I said, Madrid, no one seems impossible to beat right now. And we do. The season, of course, has had its, its heroes. Like the season has had Alec, who's been incredible. And I, if we didn't keep, if we didn't renew Alec Peters and Isaiah came and went me in the tanks, we'd had no scorers. Okay? Like we have no proper uh, shooting guard that Isaiah. Who I I do pray that we that we renew. I do really pray that we renew Isaiah because there have been talks with Peter that he'll renew until like twenty six, if I'm not mistaken. But I do pray we do give Isaiah another contract because it will be very hard to see this man play in another team. Uh, also, Isaiah is one of the people uh, dropping this as an open invitation uh, that they would love, 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 love to interview. But yeah, there has been the comeback of Milutinov, who is slowly finding the form we only remember and love. And even like a role players, like, I hate calling him a role player, but when people like, Larejakis, who has been uh, the Masuras of basketball, technically he's been catching all the criticism like he's been called. Right? Uh, he's been called unable to play at this level. He's been called every name in the book. And he still bailed us out. <laughs> like, this is still a family. The team lost two main pieces, but this is still a family that is being led by one of, if not the best coaches in Europe. Uh, like even the people coming back, like Kos, who have been criticized about their injury, he's finding form as well. Petrusev in the who I believe will even be the surprise hero of the season has has been a massive, massive positive surprise. Like even Mitro Long, who is now starting to get games, he's not been half bad either. Like I do believe in this team. You can't write this team off like it seems. It seems stupid to write this team off. <laughs> after all they've done. And for the fans that uh, do go up and down immediately when the team loses or wins, like, stop. <laughs> stop. I've seen, seen some very stupid opinions about Pastor Brother that they don't want to get in. I really don't. But yeah, like, <laughs> like, can't say much alone because I can't really get into everything alone. I do need a second opinion. And this is another open invitation. Uh, go listen to the Red Point Guard podcast. They do some incredible coverages on Greek basketball and Olympiacos and Euroleague. 
Uh, if they ever want to have me on or come on here, it would be an honor on my end. But yeah, for more detailed basketball coverages, please do listen to them. I will do more of this about basketball. I really will. And especially with the Euroleague season, not the regular season, not being far from over. There are very interesting games coming up, but that's all I'll say before I go back to football and wrap things up. Uh, I'll say don't wrap, don't uh, write this team off. But yeah, uh, if anyone has any questions, I don't know. Some people are. Uh, if anyone has any questions to say before I finish up on something I want to say on football, please do say them because I didn't plan on keeping the show for more than an hour either way. Uh, the thing, the thing, the thing I wanted to say was uh, about a transfer that we are very, very close to which is the Argentinian uh, centre-back. Let me find him. Uh, let me find him. I apologise about my, my chair. I really do. I need to fix it. It is Gaston Hernandez, the... The San Lorenzo Argentinian center back that Olivia Cos are getting very, very close to. They really are. And as reported, they are. The teams are 500k away in the offers, money wise, and the offer will be for 80% of the players' rights and reported to be a five-year contract if everything is agreed. Uh, And depending on how fast the fee will be settled, uh, it depends also on Gaston being featured for San Lorenzo's next match, so we will see. And another thing I wanted to uh, info, by the way, uh, credited to Gazeta and, of course, the guys over, I don't think Harry is still in here, but the guys over at G7 International, do go listen to them as well. Uh, And another thing I wanted to say, but I don't think anyone doesn't follow Fabrizio, uh, but as Fabrizio said, uh, Chiquinho has agreed to come in the summer on a three-year deal, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Benfica refused to let him go now despite pressures from us. So he will, unless anything crazy happens, he will be here in the summer, which is an incredible uh, midfielder to have, to be totally honest. And 
random news for anyone that cares. Uh, Messi, of course, won officially won the best FIFA award. But yeah, that's about it from transfers and covering a question that I have covered, but I will cover as many times as needed. Uh, what does the team need right now? I will uh, hit back with a question of my own. When we are talking right now, we mean January transfers or just what the team needs? Uh, because there is a massive difference in my answers that what we need to bring in now and what the team needs in general because talking about what the team needs in general I do have to uh, put contracts under consideration just what the team needs the thing I scream is that the team needs a six the team needs a clear six because Maddy and Tessa is a midfield duo that doesn't work. It's two eights. <laughs> two eights together don't work. Essen needs to play around the center circle. Essen needs to do his thing that he does perfectly. And Maddy needs to go. <laughs> so I. Alexandropoulos isn't a clear six either, but I'd much prefer playing him like. Even play Ibora, like, if you don't, I will talk about, uh, even if you don't uh, view him as a long-term option, a six, even if he's not as good, is better than no six. So I'd even argue in playing Ibora if you don't play Alexandropoulos. That's the main thing this team needs. This team, of course, needs a centre-back. But we are looking into that, as it seems. I don't know if it will be one or two centre-backs, but we are looking into the centre-back position. And the team, I don't know, those are my main concerns. Like, we did get a striker, we did get a winger. Ibora is a central defensive midfielder, yes. Ibora is a clear six. Uh, I mean, it shows the man is like gigantic foot tall. I don't know. He's he's very tall. He's slow, but very strong. And I'd like to see him play more. I honestly do. I don't know what happened. I don't know why he doesn't play. Like even Kenny played. Uh, but yeah, as I said, I don't know. Like a lot of things will be an issue in the summer. Like we'll be forced to to do another rebuild, which is, I'm sorry if I just getting my charger, uh, but we'll be forced to do another rebuild, which is nonsensical, because how many will we do? <laughs> but yeah, I, I really don't know what to say. I wish I did. My main concerns are uh, six and the center. I'll land that. And I will shout out uh, a night player. <laughs> like a proper six that was mentioned in the comments here is Johnson 
from Mike. Like we need that type of six six that meanwhile can be box to box, but a six that destroys attacks. Like even when Ace won't be able to a six that kills attacks. But yeah, I rebuild the day gives <laughs> No. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I'll close off unless there are more questions. I'll close off with the standings. Not the basketball standing. I'll get into the basketball standings as well. Uh yeah, Johnson is a proper six. Uh, as things stand, uh, Pauk and Pauk lead, and Panathinaikos are second with 41 points after Ike and Panathinaikos third points. Uh, Ike are third with 39, and we are fourth with 35. Six points from the top. Like, Imagine, first of all, I'll just imply everything with saying imagine. <laughs> it's not impossible. Like I know I have said it's impossible. I've heard massive opinions, both on the very positive and the very negative side. But it's not impossible. There is a long way to go. The season will either be good and we'll find their form or it will be very brutal either way nothing's written off yet i don't even remember what i said on the previous episode but even if i'm going back on my word nothing is written off yet we'll see we'll really see titles aren't for everybody to be honest we'll see there's Europe as well. So it will be difficult. Sadly, there are a lot more than there are a lot more things to think about when talking about the league and how everything plays, because it is a very rotten, corrupt Greek league. But nothing's written off yet. Uh and about the, the basketball standings. But if I was lead, of course, because we have lost to them in the league, it's our only loss. So, but the game means a lot. Like, I know a lot of people act like they don't care about the Greek basketball league, but for people like us who do, <laughs> the game on the weekend means a lot. And we really, really need to take our chance and make it our own. Uh, I won't touch on I will give props to to Peristeri. Spanulis is a man on a mission, like even before a point being appointed by the FTK for the summer, he has been a man on a mission. He destroyed Pauk in what surely is a, a record victory for Peristeri, 71 to 35, which is wild. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's about it for 
for today. I hope you all didn't get too bored of me. Uh, and I hope someone else can join me on the next show. Talking about probably the cup game and Sunday. Uh, I landed it just the way I started it by saying, look at the banner here. And for everyone who's listening, it says follow us on all social media. TikTok, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Spotify, and YouTube, all at Thrillers Global. T-H-R-Y-L-O-S. And I'll see you all in the next one. Thank you for joining me and...